The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! This is what you've missed on the Video Game Connection Podcast. The vet, the opinion haver on Twitch, bro. What's up, dude, man? Thanks for coming on, dude. You know? Hey, man, it's a, it's, it's a, I appreciate it. And it's a, nice to meet you, Ivan. Hey, Ivan, uh, do you know how hard this man worked to get me on this show? Do you have any idea? No, no clue, man. No clue? Okay. <laughs> no. Well, this 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 process has started what months ago. Months he's like he's he's been just spamming my PlayStation <laughs> inbox, well, okay. telling me to always listen to his podcast. Okay, that listen, I listened to, and he didn't even know it because he just assumed I didn't. So he's sending me, yeah, here's the new, here's the okay. link to the new show. You know, I was thinking about should I just ghost homeboy? <laughs> Not ever, because he's trying too hard, man. Well, something's up. So tune in and don't miss out on the Video Game Connection podcast. Now a video podcast. Peace out. You're listening to the Video Game Connection. Kids are so gifted, athletically speaking. 
thrust kick, that kick to lift up. Nice, and then the light drop across the back could of the head. Here. That could do it. Two and oh, Woods with a running knee strike. Not just a get off the pile, but a running knee strike to the face. But look at the strength of Josh Woods. Max Caster is not a small athlete, and Woods hoisting him up with ease to deliver that knee. Oh, Max got manhandled there. Woods, strong dude, great amateur, all American. The tag made. Now the varsity athletes, the challengers, with the champions in their grasp. Woods close to the distance. Wow, he, he caught him that time. This is the opportunity, a golden opportunity, Tony. I'm sorry that these two challengers needed, and this this might be their night. Can't make a mistake here, guys. Now, the rising knee once again on target for Woods. Tag made out to the premier athlete, Tony Nese. The Bowens looks in trouble to me. Big time. Well, this is the, the finishing combination for the varsity athletes. A little bit of mistiming, but still they landed it on Bowens. One, two, and oh! Man, what a pile up at the intersection. Yeah, that disrupted the count. A lot of times they land on the opponent, but that time they almost landed on the referee. I think sometimes, too, X Cop, we overlook the fact that Nice uh, and Woods are physical. They certainly are. Very, very heavy hitters. Yes. And not something that uh, really, to, to one of the acclaimed strong suits, getting into slugfest, but you see Caster showing off his power, hoisting up Woods. But Nice, very heads-up move there, rolls Caster. Oh, good God almighty, that came from downtown Muskogee on a Friday night. And a chop across the throat of Bowens. Nice looking to disrupt the breathing of Bowens. He gets a two-for-one there. That's a great move on both ends at time by Nice. Wow, what an athlete. Tony Nice shoulder the midsection. Bowens doubled over. Nice sunset flip. Bowens rolls through. Nice strike. Boy, that was a dandy knee strike, too. The ability to step into it. Super kick after two or three chops. Woods telegraphed the right hand that time. It was an opening that Bowens didn't miss. And now Max Caster, the legal man, Anthony Bowens, the arrival. Here it comes. And the mic drop. Cover from Caster. The champions retain the title. this match and still the AEW World Tag Team Champions, the That's right. It doesn't just change hands because of that. All right? Are you hearing me? Oh. Well, Smart Mark Sterling trying to preserve, preserve the scissor me trademark. He wants that money that the trademark brings with it. Well, they got in their possession now. That's not all they got. They said they were going to do this. Oh, no. <laughs> That's a unique way to scissor somebody, wouldn't you say? There's a lot of things I can say right now, Tony. <laughs> oh, oh, Lordy. He's going he's gonna to be talking a few octaves higher in a few moments. Oh, and Anthony Bowen, scissor me timber! Scissor me timber, Tony, come on! I love it, baby! Look at there, there's your, your paperwork. Found a brief on that. We're all back together, we're all back in one piece. Well, they're going to be scissoring all night long here in Jacksonville.
corner. Roman Gonzalez is a big man with the heavy hands, and he got he paid for it. I was going to say a match dominated by Roosh until that moment. Oh, the orange punch, but Ted looking for the full Nelson. He has put almost everyone to sleep with that. Orange going with the pockets. Never thought I'd say that in a wrestling match, but he is, and he didn't get it. Well, Vance transitions with the stun dog millionaire from Orange Cassidy. Swing and a miss by Roosh. Orange comes through. DDT plans on Torbo. Oh, that's a difference maker. Look at the athleticism of the champion. Orange Cassidy. Charismatic. Exciting. And the orange punch. Wow, the pump kick caught him. Countered the discus lariat. And the beach break. What a counter by the champ. The cover to and Jose's once again. See what I'm saying? It's a mockery of the rules. But, I mean, by the letter of the law, it's legal in a three-way match. I know it is. Bring in Dan Housen. Get Dan Housen and do something. Get the tough on television. He's going to take curse advantage him. of it. He's going to curse him. Oh, my God. I'm going to curse you in a minute. There's a curse. Right to the breadbasket. Uh, a little lower than that. But, oh, oh. Dan Housen driven face first. Ooh. It's Orange Cassidy and Dan Housen. Thanks for coming. He can collect his teeth. At the will call. Man, this uh, doesn't take long for fans to turn on roof. And uh, wow. Cassie saw he was rearing back for that orange punch, but Roosh, oh, oh, belly to belly suplex. Right into that turnbuckle. No room for uh, error. No room to fall, land, whatever you want to say. The back and the Achilles. And the top turnbuckle pad. Preston Vance comes in the clothesline. The second one takes down Roosh. Roosh back up to his feet. Vance's got to pull this thing out. He's looking to get, notori get notarized. And, and a massive spinebuster. The Cazadora by Orange Cassidy. He tried to roll through, but too much power there. Excalibur. Yeah, Ted uses power and just a wheelbarrow German suplex. Splash on flat. Covering Nick and win the thing. He's gonna do it too. And no! Were it not for the intervention of Roosh, we would have a new All-Atlantic champion in the same ring, in the same spot where Mr. Brody Lee won the TNT championship. Man, look at him. Make a name for himself. He's a young guy. I think he's been lost in the crowd a little bit, just my opinion. I might be wrong. He's a oh wait, look at look at Roosh trying to tear at the mask. Well, he's turned the mask around. And basically now number 10 can't even see what's going on. Well, well let's tell him. You're getting assassinated. Look at this. The mask is very hard. Oh, punch! Orange punch, the momentum taking Roosh to the outside. And the discus lariat avoided. Beach break. That one was avoided. Orange Cassidy. He sits down the deep cover. Two and three. Orange Cassidy did it. The winner of this match and still the AEW All-Atlantic Champion, Orange Cassidy. Well, the deck was stacked against the AEW All-Atlantic Champion. But Orange Cassidy able to make the most 
of this opportunity. He's resilient, I'll tell you that. Yeah, that's that's one of these trademarks being he's resilient. Did, yeah, and he just won't give up. And See, you know, that, that came out of the out of his left pocket. Well, and then on the back body drop, Ten was worried about the mask coming off, and he was he was messing with it, and that kept him down on the mat for the three seconds. I think that mask should turn up on eBay. This kid's got something. The mask cannot be your focus. Uh, Roosh, obviously upset, and oh wait. Now the two big men. Are they gonna continue? Oh, here comes, oh, negative one. Negative one being brought to the back by number 10, and there's an upset Roosh.
Hello everyone and welcome to Rampage Uncaged brought to you by HMG via channelattitude.com. I'm your host Jimmy T and my co-host, well to my right, we have, we have Evil Dose, Mr. Jeff Lippman. Why are you giving me that look? Because the Hobby Media Group there is and, and this uh, is where the Ayatollah goes, yes, infidels. <laughs> yes, indeed, yalla. He's Yeah, I know what you're saying. Ding dong, hello. Absolutely, and to my bottom, like just below me, we got the sexiest man from Pennsylvania. Heck, he's he's the man from actually Philadelphia, and he represents Dollar Club Wrestling. He's not only our friend, but he's your he's yours also, Mr. Sexy Tom Kevin Panetta. What the fuck is cracking? And go Phillies! Absolutely a dollar fucking fake. Actually, it's five dollars, bro. Come on. I can't afford it. I'm just a dollar king. Uh, you are the dollar king, but we are on, on channelattitude.com and we are under HMG. But, boys, to my surprise, I didn't realize that we've got Rampage live from uh, from Jacksonville, from Daly's place. Jeff, is that Jim. a better thing? I'm, did, how did they even manage to sell out the place, man? If it looked sold, yeah. it looked sold out. You know, here's the funny thing. I didn't pay. It t- I usually pay attention to what the crowd size is, but in Jacksonville, Daly's place, I don't bother. Uh, so I didn't look to see if they did. But I heard that Tony Khan had a meet and greet in the afternoon, and the PW Hustle posted that no one showed up, and then somebody else posted, "Is it true that only seven people showed up, and a couple of them were Fulham wow. fans?" So apparently, uh-huh. nobody wanted to meet Tony Khan. Um, there was something weird with, with the camera work, like it was yeah. really close into the ring, so the ring looked huge, and as a res- I don't know if it was as a result of that where they were particularly bad last night, but you saw tons of moves missing by inches, if not more, and this show for me was so bad that it actually crossed the line to become excellent. Yeah, you know what, uh, I know Kev didn't really like it, but... I didn't mind it for some fucking reason, and uh, you're right, Jeff. It was probably so bad that it was good in many ways, and plus it felt different, like because it was live, and it was somewhere else. It wasn't in Cincinnati, which was refreshing, because I hate how they essentially use the same arena the next couple of nights when they're live, or when they tape it. So being at Daddy's place not only was it a pleasant surprise, but it was a welcome surprise also, Kev. You well, agree? Uh, the uh, I, I like that place, but the the hard cam, the ring was like here, and then the crowd stopped here. And then you right. had nothing to the right. So they should have like moved the ring over to the left a little bit. You could set that place up any way you wanted. It made it look more empty than it was. Hard cam, uh, not the best. Uh, they made it look. It, it yeah. felt like studio wrestling to me. Like I felt like I was watching NWA, and then I put on my NWA goggles, which is like I'm not really expecting good wrestling or intelligent stories. I'm not expecting like you know stories they're supposed to finish in four to eight weeks because they have their pay per views that nobody buys every four weeks. So I don't know. I <laughs> again, it, it was it was so bad. I keep using the word kitsch, which is like you know cartoony, cartooniness, but in, in live action. Um, and, and I found myself in like laughing. I'm like, I, I will just enjoy the show as a comedy, and it worked. It was very yeah. fast. 
Very fetch. There you go. You love that word. I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you what I did with this. I started up in like, why isn't Jade Cargill sitting on a chair in the middle of the ring like she promised that she would do? Now they addressed it. It was thin as shit, but at least they addressed it. But I, that should have been the opening to the show. Her sitting there being pissed as hell and then like, you know, someone coming out saying, listen, the boss wants to talk to you or something. Well, maybe they they thought about doing that and they probably didn't because they didn't want to get the heat from the IWC by saying, oh, well, Mick Foley fucking did that years ago, if you guys remember, where he started the show sitting down where he punched himself, started bleeding. When him and Edge were feuding back in 06, I think it was. Yeah, but let's feel good. By the way, you just reminded me, the, you know, the ironic thing about Adam Page, one of the ironic things about Adam Page, getting, he concussed himself. Is that Jeff. the week earlier? Yeah, he did that. <laughs> yeah. He might have actually, I remember we joked about it, he might have concussed himself. He might have concussed uh, himself. He might have. I'm telling you, man, I bet you he did, and they're covering up these fucking stupid ass by saying it was a lariat. Look, man, it wasn't I've. A lariat. Well, we, we went over it a million times. Kev, uh, I'm sure you've gone over it. I'm sure it was a work, but it wasn't. I still think it's a work. He overextended the, the fall. Either way, he if it is legit, and it seems like it is, he caused it himself. Whether he. From when he was punching himself the week before or when he took the flip over the lariat like he always does and landed on the side of his face now you should laugh because he's a clown all right you're meant to laugh at clowns jeff i swear you and steve need to get married because steve the whole show oh was going to, uh, today we explore why adam page is an idiot <laughs> well are, are you telling me he's not an idiot that has nothing to do with me and steve this i mean let's well, be honest jeff punk, he's a empty-headed what do you call him? An empty-headed idiot? So, I, I mean... He's an idiot. Yeah, he, I mean, he's, he definitely has some idiot traits to him. I'm not prepared to call him an idiot. <laughs> but he definitely has some idiotacy in him. I mean, Kev. Mid-card Adam Page. Whoa, I don't, there you go. Uh, I wouldn't put it past AEW to do something like that to get some positive press. 100%. With, yeah, with like, especially with everyone saying Page wasn't cleared, even though she said she was. Apparently, WWE right. said she was. So, like, I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, how, how is one of their top guys getting a concussion positive press? Uh, well, their doctors are supposedly just pull, pull past anybody, like Matt Hardy, uh, Soraya. We'll get some bad press on that. But I, I get what you're saying. I don't think that's positive press that, that one of your top stars gets a concussion, possibly by his own hand or at the hand of your world champion, you know, in the midst of the whole thing. I, I don't see that as positive press, but okay. I don't think Moxley. Uh, sorry, Kev, go for it. That's the way TK thinks, you know, like uh, the Dolphins too, with Tua didn't get taken out of the game. So like, oh, we would, our doctors will do that. Even the NFL doctors don't do that. That's just yeah. the way he would swing something. Uh, I agree that's not positive. But I think that's the way he takes it. And, and how else are they going to cover up anyway, Jeff? I mean, think about it. Not just that, it's a pleasant coincidence for Adam Page to go through what he did because let's be honest, I think it will benefit him. By taking a bit of time off right now, considering he's been getting a lot of heat for what he's been wearing, what he's been saying. He wants to be a man, but he's a kid, according to Moxie. I mean, let's be honest, cutting him out right now is the best way. And not just that, he didn't get the pin. Like, Moxie didn't get the pin. That way, you protect him by being concussed. What kind of cowboys have bad anxiety too? <laughs> I have anxiety! Oh, I'm Xanax! I'm such a cowboy! <laughs> See what, what I mean? Cowboys are in Virginia. 
that too. I mean, they're just, what do you call a, what's the one below cowboy? A rancher. Like, he's basically a just rancher. a rancher. He's like a dairy a boy. He's a dairy yeah. farmer. He milks the fucking cows. <laughs> he's a stable boy at best. A stable boy. Whoa, that's that's bad. He's not even an outlaw, man. No, he's not an outlaw. Rodeo movie. Whoa, which was, sorry? Eight seconds. No, no what about movie. Young Guns? Remember Young Guns? That wasn't a rodeo movie. No, that was a cowboy Rodeo movie. movie legit. With, uh, Jungle Jack Perry's father, Luke Perry, was eight seconds. Oh, yeah, he wasn't. Okay. Oh, well, there you go. Well, Young Guns is a great cowboy film. Current, but uh, something that's old, I gotcha. <laughs> well, fucking anyway, I, I'm still going to say it's a work, man. I'm still, I still think they're just protecting his, his candy ass, as The Rock would say, because they need to. And he needs to literally reset and come back stronger and less of this uh, girly shit that he's been portraying. You know what I mean? We need a man, not a kid. I would believe you, and I would believe that. I would, I would, I would at least not scoff at it if I was seeing some people who had been ignored being back on TV to fill the spot. But there's too many people forgotten. Like, where's Starks? Where's Hobbs? Where's Miro? I mean, there's, there's, so it's not like they're filling the, the, the slot with other people. If they were doing that, then I would believe it's a work. Then again, well, I'm not sure, Jeff. I can't tell. Shane Taylor Promotions. Oh, boy. Ring of Honor. Now, this well, is Khan, who is now in part of the gates of agony in the embassy. Oh, it's agonizing. Anyway, Todd Brantley in the chat says it's a work, brother. What up, Todd? What up, Todd? What, what up, what Todd? Up, the dollar, the dollar, the dollar. The yeah, healthy uh, dollar collaborator. Where's Ethan Page? He was on the show, as a matter of fact. Just a little cameo in the back I with Matt Hardy. Like that segment. Let's not talk about this show. There's so much in this show. There's so much in this hour. So much. All right. Yeah, but we, we'll wait till we get there. All right, let's get into it. I'm so uh, excited. As I was saying. Sorry. God damn it, D. If D is going to yeah, distract and... us, tell her to get on camera or get the hell out of there. He's got a point, D. <laughs> no, I don't worry. Anyway. Anyway, let's get into Rampage, guys. It is Rampage. It's Rampage emanating from Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida. And it's a live show. And, and Kev, I think you're right. It was you that said the next six weeks are live, correct? Um, I think four were supposed to be. Right. Well, whatever reason, I like it. We are joined by Excalibur, JR, and Tony Schiavone on commentary as Dasha Gonzalez handled ring announcer duties. And we start off with our first matchup for your AEW World Tag Team Championship. It is the acclaimed, your champions, versus the varsity athletes. And the stipulation was titles versus scissoring trademark as Max Custer's rap had references to beating NXT in the ratings. That was funny. Kanye West and stomping Mark Sterling's nuts. As Sterling Kanye, respond- it's Ye. He legally changed his name. Oh, He's yes. Very sensitive about it's that. Ye. That's right. It's Ye. Sorry, it's my Ye. bad. Why? It's just Ye. <laughs> Jesus. He's lost the plot, that guy. Anyway, Sterling responded by giving the people what they want. Sterling tried to scissor with Tony Nese and Josh Woods, but the acclaimed go on the attack. And as Billy Gunn was also ringside cheering on the boys. Cut a long story short, we get the acclaimed end up beating your varsity athletes. Hold and on, um on. we can't you can't we can't just stop with it. they tried to do like the dudley's 3d or the 1d and they completely I, well they, technically i haven't finished yet as a matter oh, of fact so i'm, not, I'm just saying I, I say, 
This I'm story just would saying, be acclaimed as something, but how come the Varsity Blondes aren't upset about their they're losing their trademark? I mean, <laughs> shouldn't they where be are they? the story first? Yeah, but I guess I don't give a fuck. And Todd Brantley in the chat says he's an honorary member of the Dollar Club. Yeah, there that's you right. go. Contributor, yeah, Todd's the man. <laughs> and also, more like man. Yahoo, am I right? Absolutely. More like Yahoo. Anyway, um, after the match, Sterling wedged on the stipulation and kept the scissoring trademark. Billy manhandled Sterling into the ring for the acclaim to stomp his nuts. Bowens added a flying leg drop on the crotch and a scissor party celebration closed the scene. What's funny is those stomps on his nuts, man. I mean, Kev, was that good or was that good? I was awesome. They, they know their, uh, their character, you know. It, it was perfect. Perfect. Absolutely. Jeff, I'm sure you loved seeing Sterling's nuts stomped on. It was fine. That's WrestleCrap. That's what that's what WrestleCrap's supposed to be. But, I mean, in the match, there were so many missed moves. Uh, and I never noticed before, but Bowens is a lot better than Caster. Uh, you think? Yeah, a lot better than Caster. Um, Interesting. And, uh, well... Josh Woods really deserves better. He's like the only one in there that looks like, by the way, remember the conversation we had on the conflict about Von Wagner, you know, you're like, he looks like a caveman, you know, (laughs) Josh Woods looks is, is what that guy should look like. Like he's, he's sort of scary and like Cro-Magnum looking without looking disfigured. Well, the thing about Von Wagner, I think you could turn him into like a Snitsky, like 2.0. I think he could play someone like that really well, in my opinion. Honestly, because I of think his, they just, give him a Phantom of the Opera half mask or one of his <laughs> broken nose masks. Uh, oh, God. I don't know. Whatever whatever it is, you can do a few things with Von Wagner. That's why he's not too bad. I mean, Kev, is he that bad? Uh, he's pretty bland, pretty vanilla, but he's got potential if they find a character for him. He's got the looks, and he's not buried enough yet. <laughs> he's a lost cause. Well, and I when know. we say he's got the looks, he's got the you know the, the ugly looks, but he's still yeah. it's a look. Yeah, you need know is that Josh Woods is great. I know you've been a fan of his for quite a while now, Jeff, even long before AEW. Hmm? But um, I, you know what? I, I think he's good too. I mean, he's not wearing those generic tights anymore. At least now with Nice, he yeah. looks much better. To me, they brought him in with no acclaim that they ruined him. They brought him in like as a as a nobody. If they brought him, but did some vignette, vignettes for him and stuff too, and like built up his character and like uh, showed us who he was, like I, I just don't give a fuck about him. He was just a random uh, Ring of Honor guy. So like, no, I get it. it. I, I I completely understand. Actually, he's getting more airtime than I expected with the way they they brought him in, and he's just he's appearance talent. You know, it's sort of like you know um, Willow Nightingale that you know maybe one day he'll get the the contract. Um, but I'm just saying that he's really good, and and they've had Silas Young on a couple matches where he loses. Um, but Silas Young and Josh Woods together are gold, either as a tag team or Silas as a manager. It's just so funny. I mean, because Silas is trying to teach him how to be, a, you know, a wrestler of the wins and be dirty and do whatever it takes. It's right how Vince McMahon was doing with Austin Theory better, and. But the whole time, Silas is smoking cigarettes. He's drinking <laughs> beers while he's making Josh Woods work. I mean, the whole thing—they should—they could just replay the entire goddamn thing and just do it all over again, and and, and it would work. And you can get Josh Woods another partner because Tony Nese is zero, and 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 Smart Mark is 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 a joke, and that's fine. I, listen, I just I just think listen, 
everybody has their like dark horse wrestler they're a fan of that they that they want to to see more of and josh woods is like on my list of 10 of those that's all right cool well they just if they if they do push him eventually take him off tv for six months and package him better repackage him better than i think he should be with alpha academy but hey what do i know it would suit it definitely 100 percent. except having that shush and thank you i mean i could picture him doing that too for fuck's sake Actually, he he sort of can do the goofy. He can do sort of like the riddle goofy comedy thing. You'd be surprised. He no, doesn't no, look like he, he doesn't look like the good natured guy, but he is. That's that's the thing. If there's any uh, young wrestlers out there watching this, Tony Nese is proof that it's probably better to go to NWA and uh, hone your craft than to come to AEW and just be a jobber. You, you, you know, it's 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 hurting his character even more. Like he's he's. he's uh, he, you know what, Kev? Is he in such a bad spot when you think about it? He's been getting TV time. I mean, sure, he loses all the time, but he is getting a lot of TV time, no less. I don't know. I'd rather be like JTG and be improving my character than just losing every week, every week, every week. Suppose he's, he's not going to grow from that spot. You well, know, he's so different guys. JTG is almost 40. He's at the end of his career. He's, so he's just hanging on, hoping to get one more run with a big company. Tony Nese is still relatively young, and you know, he's also a small guy, so him being on TV, that that's as good as it's going to get for him. Um, so, I, anyway, I don't know. Spending this much time on Tony Nese is probably you. <laughs> yeah, sure, we can move on. <laughs> well, Todd Brantley in the chat says Tony yeah. Nese would be perfect for Impact. Well, Absolutely, yeah. I agree. Yeah, what the fuck is Impact? <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that, that show, those cockroaches that just won't die. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> what a prick. Anyway, and well, yeah, Todd also says, especially their X division, of course. I mean, naturally, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking there. forward to that movie. I hear they're bringing back Nightcrawler <laughs> for it. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, boys, let's move on because we get Jay Cargill struck a deal with AEW since Penelope Ford was injured. Cargill allowed Layla Gray. Sorry. Didn't Penelope Ford just come back from injury? Yeah, it's got to be a work. Oh, Jimmy, real quick, too, on, the last, on the last segment, too, I wanted to say that yes. uh, that uh, Smart Mark Sterling, that's a really good uh, storyline, the, uh, the, the the patent thing, but it shouldn't be for him. It should be for a bigger star. That's a wasted storyline uh, for Tony but, but, Yeah, but, but why? Like, why? It's just smart. Like, what's the point of it? You take away what the fans want. It's a genius heel tactic, but it's wasted on a jobber and a guy that is a no-heat magnet. You know, he's like a waste. It's a whole wasted uh, storyline on them. Hence why I say why, but um, yeah. Jeff, what's that? Is that this is my oh, trade? Oh, really? Oh. So actually, the one they use looks not too far from the real thing. Um, it, let's first tell the audience the way Mark Sterling is doing things. That's not how trademarks work. They don't act retroactively. However, it is a it's a funny wrestling story. It's a little silly, but you don't do it with one team and then a second right away and do nothing about it and and then forget it unless you're releasing the varsity blondes, which is entirely possible. Um, but this story lasted two weeks, so I mean it's too quick. It's too quick to start and then to finish. True, that's it's true, man. But uh, look, either way. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't care at the end of the day. And even the storyline, where are you going to really go with it? Why would the heels end up giving uh, the opportunity to the baby faces to get their trademark back? It wouldn't make sense, man. Well, then how else would they get a title shot? I mean, well, actually, that's why. 
it actually sort of did make sense in that context. Um, it was just too quick and it sort of wasted on a team that you never in a million years thought was going to win the tag team title. So, you know, if they did this with, uh, let's just say they turned Swerve in our glory heels, you could believe it there. If they wanted to do it with Ward Joe or something, I mean, I don't, I can't even think of who's a heel team that's believable in, in AW right now, but I'm, I'm sure there is one. I mean, Lucha Brothers are faces, FDR are faces, Ward Joe are faces. I, I don't know. Help me out, folks. I mean, Private Party are nobodies. Their tag team division are nobodies. Yeah. Who? Their tag team division's fallen quickly, huh? They had the best He's tag team division in the world when it started. Yeah, there was a point where they had over 20 tag teams. Now, they weren't all great tag teams. I mean, Ever-Rise, their, their heels, any combination of JS. BCC doesn't work with tag, doesn't have, hasn't created the tag team. Well, Young Bucks, maybe. Yeah, they're, they're suspended. Uh, well, I'm hearing that it seems like Kenny and the Bucks will be back. And it, obviously, it really feels like Punk is gone. So once uh, they they settle all that, what? what? Well, first of all, I just came up with House of Black. They could use a gimmick. Uh, secondly, I think the Bucks are going to be back sooner than Kenny. I have heard that Kenny is the one that lawyered up. It's not just Punk. Wow. Wow, interesting. Really? But why, though? Why would he... Uh, do you think going to Japan and doing, like, the video game stuff, too? He lost all of his, like... Uh... No, I think really? he wants to be a free agent in January. I think he wants to be a surprise entrant into the Royal Rumble. I actually agree. I actually think he wants to go to WWE too. I, I, I totally think that. And you know what? I'm with Jeff. And if you if and you heard me say that three weeks ago, I would have called myself a liar. Well, I've been saying this for the last couple of months. To be fair, I actually yeah. I've got that yeah. feeling. Yeah, I have. Yeah, absolutely. But now that Jeff said that, it makes me feel even more confident. And you know what? I want that. I this is his I last run. Absolutely, this is his final run, man. So he needs if he if he doesn't go to WWE now, that's it. There's forget about it. I can get my Seth versus Cody, or excuse me, Seth versus uh, Kenny Dream match. I've always wanted. <laughs> Seth, uh, Kenny versus Seth, yeah, and they were building that up even on WWE's podcast. I don't know if you remember, you know Corey Graves' podcast, Kev. Yeah. I forgot what it's called, but whatever. He had Seth on about a couple of years ago, and he asked him who who would you want to face, you know, that's from you know in house or outside. He mentioned Kenny Omega straight off the bat. So, and that would be a great little feud, especially with him going, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> it made you laugh, Jeff. You know you like it. To be it's honest, fun. Kenny would probably get along probably better. You do it. <laughs> yeah. You know? Sorry, Kev, say that again. I'd probably rather work with Xavier Woods. He's got to have a good relation with, relationship with him. You know, the up, up, down. Oh, they're best friends, oh, them God, two, the man. Gamers. Yeah, no, them two were very close, man. Extremely close. They Plus, he's, moves, they would have moves like the the, the console control, the the twitch. Console, <laughs> oh, no. If they start doing that shit, yeah, that would annoy me too, man. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Todd says in the chat, Cody face to face with the mega at the Rumble. That would be cool. That'd be awesome. That would absolutely be awesome. And look, Todd, he's hyped now. He's like, let's fucking go. Yeah, absolutely. I'm all for it. I mean, shit. Hopefully, that is what's happening. And by what uh, Jeff said. I mean, what what other reason would he want to do that? It makes the no happy birthday make a little bit more sense, doesn't it? It absolutely does. Fucking hell, it's true. I'm excited. You got me excited now, Jeff. I'm not going to lie. But 
Let's move on, though, because we need to talk about Rampage. Because, like I was saying, uh, Jay Cargill struck a deal with AEW because of Penelope before being injured. Anyway, Cargill allowed Layla Gray as a replacement for the show to go on in exchange. Cargill demanded the return of the TBS Championship from Nyla Rose. And obviously we didn't get that. But later on, we also get Ortiz. Well, what were you saying? Did you want to say something, Jeff? Well, yeah. I mean, she didn't get her title back, so they struck a deal and AEW didn't keep their end of the deal. I mean, how ridiculous it was is that? Stupid, I mean, it, 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 it was stupid, dude. It gets even stupider. But yeah, th- and this, this segment, I mean, holy fucking shit was this dumb. It was dumb, and she did say "cut the shit, Tony." But um, yeah, well, well, I think you're skipping ahead. But yeah, no, I mean, yeah, there was a, there was a. I mean, that's my favorite line in wrestling: "Is cut the shit, Tony." And they're not bleeping out the shit anymore. Stop being distracted by D. Focus. It's Stop. funny. I am distracted. Look, look at I, I'm I, focusing. Damn it! No, you're not. <laughs> I was a, yeah. Does she have a cut the shit shirt yet? No, no, no shit, I believe Jimmy. she doesn't. <laughs> No, cut the shit, Tony. And I'm talking about Tony Khan, not Shivani. Just quietly. But Kev, is there anything you needed to say about this segment before I move on? No, I'll wait till we get to like the main the real segment where they're yeah, actually... Jade's uh, shirt was bitching. My God, it looked like she had gold Her armor. legs were huge, bro. Her yeah, legs were thick ass. made her arms look like she was fucking uh, Thor. She's a fucking specimen, literally a glamazon, like literally. Oh, boys. We have got a surprise entrant right here on Rampage Uncaged. <laughs> Can't believe it. Jago? It's fucking Jago. Whoa, Mr. J. Mr. J, welcome back to Rampage Uncaged. And heck, where the fuck have you been, bro? I'm a little bit of here and a little over there. I'm <laughs> home and I do that one thing. Oh, man. The place. <laughs> and I drink more coffee. <laughs> you look like you just came from a weekend at Bernie's, dude. I know. It looks like you're you're like someone who's trying to lay low in in the wrong side of town while the cops are looking for you. Bro, <laughs> I literally like I just woke up from like a five hour. Yeah, like, I feel bad, man. Like, I feel bad that you're even on the show. Seven minutes ago, I can deal with the sunglasses. The Shrock says, know your damn role. <laughs> oh, what? When did you get that? Have you still got the octopus one as well? Yeah, yeah. This is uh, uh, <laughs> and the Rock made by our boy Fish. Uh, yeah. Oh, brilliant. Shout out to, uh, to, to Jago's boy Fish. And then uh, the, the, the octopus is around somewhere. <laughs> the well, octopus. A luchador mask, yeah, back there. Do you see like a luchador mask behind it? Oh, yeah, I've got all that's that, that looks like almost ACM from over here. <laughs> um, uh, you're probably looking at the uh, Kamatachi, which is from Kaka. Oh, what the it's it's on your right side, but really your left side. You better make sure it's not a tiger mask one because that could be El Gato Pussy Grande. It might be. Oh, El Gato Pussy Grande. Hey, that's cool, man. No, no it's not Did the you- mask. Did you get? Is that imported from Japan, Jago? Yeah. That's awesome, bro. Did, did it cost much? Arigato. Hey. Anyway, anyway, we're talking about all sorts of things other than hey. There's yeah, fucking the, the gloat. Yeah, it's Ray. Hey, is that? That looks fucking authentic, man. Like proper. Fucking I bet you. Those are fake shit. Yeah, I know. That's true. 
Uh, you know what? I like small fucker. And do you see? Do you see that behind him there, Lipman? You're I not the only it. doctor in the house. I never said I was. <laughs> we got Doctor Michael Jago also. Fuck! I feel almost like uh. Hey. <laughs> isn't a PhD? That. It's like <laughs> J D. <laughs> you need a doctors. Why do they call Willow Nightingale's finisher the doctor bomb? They never explained Why that. did they sign <laughs> Willow Nightingale? I mean, did like, they even sign her? Very beginning. Yeah. Why did they sign Willow Nightingale? Well, Why not? I don't... She's, she's the only one who shows up for work and doesn't get hurt constantly. <laughs> so she's the only one that shows up for work and doesn't hurt people constantly. That's it's the doctor That's bomb. True. What are you a doctor of? Like you're not a doctor. <laughs> Maybe, but, maybe she is a doctor. You don't know. But wait, yeah, that's true. But hold on, fellas, has she actually signed with AEW? Is that, well, is that factual? They announced well, How would we know? Did they? I never noticed. They said on the show. I mean, we get the banner later that Willow's all elite. So I'm going to assume yes that she has a that she has a full time contract. Well, it's a running. It is. Yeah, Todd. It is a running by Dr. Michael Jago himself. Uh, did you watch Rampage at all? I, I assume you did it. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch Rampage at all, actually, Jago? I assume you did it, right? Oh, why would Rampage? Because I'm doing this show. <laughs> I do not like Rampage. <laughs> okay. Well, well, are you going to... Well, I mean, yeah. no, 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 seriously, give me a reason to watch Rampage, and I will be more than happy to tune in, but AEW does not give me a reason to watch Rampage. They don't give me a reason to watch Dark. They don't give me a reason to watch Dark well, Elevation. I mean, Cody Rhodes told me all those years ago, I don't have to watch older content. All you have to watch is Dynamite. So that's all I watch Dynamite. Well, there are two reasons to watch Dark and Dark Elevation last week, Jago, because our boy GGP wrestled not only Lance Hoyt, or Lance Archer, sorry. Jeez, that was his old name. And he also wrestled Brian Cage on Dark Elevation. You got to check him out, man. I'll say one thing. GGP knows how to get his shit in. He won't let anyone job him out just like that, which is quite funny. He's invented wrestling. And we fucking did, bro. We did. Fuck yeah, that we did. Absolutely. But anyway, hey, Jenny, Jaga, I, want, I want to show you one other thing before before you move on. So okay, what, what's I, that? I did this thing here in my in my home studio. Let's see if I can. Nice. If I can. Uh, I can't get it. So I have uh, I have clocks all the way along. Oh, yeah, you told me about this. Right, right. So I have Eastern, Central, Mountain, Pacific, Tokyo, and Melbourne, which runs 20 <laughs> minutes behind the rest of the goddamn world. <laughs> I wanted you to know that. That's awesome. I love that, man. You know what? I'll, I'd love to do that. I should do that myself too, man. So it's like you're at the stock exchange in Jago's house. <laughs> That's awesome. And at work. Absolutely. Well, Jago, are you going to come back to... To uncage man, we so miss you over here, man, and I so want you to take over the host duties again. He just said he doesn't want to watch Rampage. I know, but still. <laughs> really, here's what's going on, guys. So the wife got a full time job. Nice. Oh, awesome. Uh, and then I started working part time job. Well, because you don't work enough. Are you kidding me, bro? No, no. So basically, I tried a part time job. So I tried top in of I've traded in podcasting, which is a job that doesn't pay me, for True. a part-time job that pays me a little. Damn, bro. Little. You don't stop, man. You don't stop so, at all, bro. So I've been doing like 65 hours a week, and the kids were off Shit. school for two weeks because, you know, fall break. Because in like that. Um, so, oh, yeah, I, I've just, I've been busy, dude. Uh, there's a lot of uh, family stuff kind of 
So I just haven't been watching that much wrestling and it's really not the worst thing, you know. Sometimes it's nice to take a little bit of a step back and kind of get some fresh eyes on things. Like WWE, right? Like I started watching Raw again. I've been watching SmackDown since Hunter took over. It's a very, very tolerable show with the exception of that Irish bastard doing commentary. That drives me absolutely freaking insane. Yeah, I, just, I can't see the accent. Like he's, yeah, he's, a, he's a good like backstage dude. I just can't listen to that crap for three hours. You know what and I mean? And he's a like, soccer commentator on top of that. He actually does I, soccer games every week. I, I, I'm one of these days, if I had more time, you know what I would do? I would sit down and watch Monday Night Raw and run a clock and see who talks longer, Corey Graves or the Irish douchebag. Because Corey Graves oh. doesn't let the guy get a word in. It's insane. Oh, Corey Graves. Corey Graves by a long shot, dude. And you know what? I think uh, the dude from um, NXT, what's his name again? The the main play-by-play guy? Yeah. Vic Joseph. Yeah, Vic Joseph. I think he would be perfect for Raw. I think... He's much better than uh, the Irish dude. I mean, let's be honest. I don't know why they haven't elevated him yet, guys. Well, he works with his wife. Does he? Yeah, but he's the his back, wife. The, the interviewer, Mackenzie. Why uh, is he married to her? Evan Patrick's with Mackenzie. Not me. No, no the, the, uh, Nick Joseph and Mackenzie got married like within the last year. I don't know, so I don't know the answer to that. But either way, if she's married to either one of those dudes, I'm shocked. Well, here, check this out, Jimmy. I want, I want to show you something. Okay? Please, this, please. This can, this can be a learning moment for you. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm always down to learn. <laughs> we have all established I did not watch Ring. Right. Watch this. I will host this show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Rampage on Cage, presented by the Hami <laughs> Media Group right here, channelattitude.com. I am your host, Dr. Jargo, P.H. D, and I'm joined alongside my band of misfits, Mr. Kevin Panetta, Sexy Time. We've got Evil Dose. Jimmy doesn't know Dan. He, he sure Hey, I know like fucking Jeff. best, Jago, all right? Yes, I know best. Trust me. I'm Jimmy 98% also right now, but that's another story. Have, have, have <laughs> you guys covered your double J? Have you, have you guys covered any of this show yet? Doesn't uh, matter. You're doing great. This is a bad. This, this restart is awesome. Well, there you Absolutely. go. There you go. So, so let's talk about the Scissor Club. Right, the dumbest thing in all of professional wrestling is the most over thing in all elite wrestling, and that alone is enough not to watch Rampage on Cage. The acclaimed with daddy ass defeat the varsity athletes. Not the varsity blondes anymore, Mike. The varsity athlete were all inclusive. Okay. Absolutely. Retain the world tag team championships and win back the scissor me double J. So, what do you guys make of this? Because I, well, FTR, personally, FTR running around with the IWGP, with the AAA, with the Ring of Honor, they've been the number one contenders forever. They never get a shot at the tag titles, and now we've got the Scissor Boys running around with the AEW Tag Team Championships. It's absolutely absurd. Nobody buys them as legitimate champions, but somehow Billy Gunn is at the center of the most overact in AEW right now. Kevin Panetta, scissor me, daddy ass. What do you think, my friend? Um, <laughs> I agree with you that uh, they're not like a real-world tag team champion. Um, if they're in WWE and they were the second champion, when they have the two tag titles separated, they would definitely be an awesome SmackDown tag team champion. You know, but FTR definitely is the real-world champion, but it's unfortunate that they get no TV time, and Tony Khan 
I guess the Young Bucks are jealous of them and don't want them to take their glory. Oh, yeah, I believe that. The Young Bucks are jealous of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just... <laughs> really? Oh, man. Dr. Lippman, what do you make of the ass boys, the scissor boys, the, the daddy ass club, whatever you want? I enjoy the raps. I find them entertaining. I agree I don't take them seriously as champions, but, I mean, that's sort of AEW. That's sort of like, you know, the, the, the acts that are the, the get-over biggest on the indies, the pizza guy, Orange Cassidy, Dan Housen, the non-serious stuff, you know, the, the sports entertainment stuff uh, gets over, and then it's called professional wrestling. Um, but uh, Billy Gunn, but one way or another, always gets himself around whatever is hottest at the time. So the man is a genius Mucho respect to Daddy Ass. I will scissor him for that. Ooh. Uh, Daddy Ass is one of the most terrifying people that I have met inside of the world of professional wrestling. Billy Gunn is freaking. I mean, until Fuck you are yeah. standing next to Billy Gunn, you don't realize how big Billy Gunn is. Like, he is a very, very large, very, very. And he makes the rest of the roster look awful because Billy Gunn is like Godzilla at 58. And the rest of the guys running around inside of the AEW locker room are the vanilla midgets. Jimmy T, I'm starting a petition. We need to have Daddy Ass fired from AEW just so he stops making the rest of the roster look bad. I mean, it's ridiculous, dude. Like, he looks like a pro wrestler, and the rest of these guys look like they should be going to recess at noon. He's well, it's true, man. It's, it's, it's a little bit rough. Right. Absolutely. And, and how old is he? 60 years old? 58. 58. Wow, 58 fucking years old and still looks like he can roll with anybody right now. And yeah, I mean, it's true, Jago. You saying that he definitely needs to just stop putting himself out there because he's making the rest of the roster look bad. Other than, say, your Wardlow's, maybe your Brian Cage's. And I'm talking about in terms of size here, not not in terms oh of ring abilities or anything. I forgot about his stupid-ass kids. When's the last time they've been on TV doing anything? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That There's is a true. tag team. But I will say this about the acclaimed, Jago. Me and Chris have been saying for over a year, for example, how much we, we actually like the acclaimed, right? And no one saw it then, but everyone is seeing it now. So we've been on the bandwagon for a long time. And as far as the Sesame daddy ass goes... Hey man, look, I, I'm not hating on it. I don't mind it. I think the acclaim deserve their comeuppance it's at the this point. It's the festival of friendship every episode. Absolutely is. So yeah, Jago, that's my take, man. Jimmy, they're, uh, they're over, but like, they're not like a serious tag team. They're definitely over though. So, like, yeah, they but they're not supposed to be. That's the thing. And everyone's cool I, with it, man. I feel like they're anti-over, right? Like they're ironically over. Like, like the, the wrestling fans in the building absolutely love the acclaim, right? I think a casual wrestling fan tunes in and sees Scissor Me Daddy Ass and turns the TV off. Like, I think they're anti-over. Like, I don't think they're getting over with the casual fan. I think they turn off the casual fan, but they're over with the already diehard fan. It's like a, a weird kind of anti-over dynamic that we have going on. The casual wow. fan doesn't know AEW exists, so it doesn't matter. That's also true. That's true. Although <laughs> I will true. say, I have seen so many AEW commercials watching the MLB playoffs. It is absolutely insane. Oh, yeah. And really? guess who's featured in them? The Young Bucks, not the Acclaim. Really? 
Interesting. Yep. Interesting. Absolutely uh, interesting. Uh, quick quick uh, uh, poll question here for, for the group. How much bigger do you think Wardlow is than Billy Gunn? Height and weight. In, in, what, in, in weight. Height, height, height and weight. How much difference is there between Wardlow and Billy Gunn? 100 pounds. I'm going to 300 say pounds. I'm going to say that Wardlow is an inch shorter, at least, and okay. he's about 10 pounds lighter. About I'll say three pounds. inches shorter and, and 50 pounds lighter. I'll say Wardlow is an inch taller and 100 pounds lighter. They are literally, lighter. they are literally exactly the same height, and Wardlow has five pounds on Billy Gunn. Wow. On 58-year-old Billy Gunn. Wow. Five pounds. Wow. Wow. So I think I was the closest then, right? Yeah, he won. Yeah, I good. think so. <laughs> so but but I'll Aussie terminal, I mean, <laughs> we'll go with it. You had them 100 pounds difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, other than that, other than that, because I'm thinking there's got to be some sort of trick question here. But still, that is crazy, man. So you went with 100 pounds difference? I mean, it's like Quincy well, Elliott versus Wardlow. <laughs> I mean, think of, yeah, jeez. I mean, those tits alone. Talk about 100 pounds. <laughs> God, yuck. Have you seen Quincy actually, Jago? The Super Diva? The Super Diva, bro. Oh, yes. Oh. Okay, yes, yes. I do know what you're talking about. Those tits, bro, alone are just something else. But uh, that's for another show. <laughs> Let's talk about Jane Cardgill. Um, this is a segment I actually did see last night because it popped up on my Facebook feed as I was scrolling. Uh, and, and this entire thing with Jade Card... Are we trying to make Jade Cardgill a face? Is that what we're trying to do here? I mean... Fuck she, she, gets, she gets the hose title stolen from her. She <laughs> yeah. gets her car stolen from her. That's I mean, so dumb. Are, Dr. Jeff, are, are, are we trying to get sympathy on Jade Cardgill? Is this supposed to be the Jade Cardgill baby face turn? Because this is quite possibly the worst baby face turn since... AEW turned somebody else babyface. Yeah, well, this is this is the worst and stupidest babyface turn they've done since Wednesday night when they've been trying to turn MJF face somehow. <laughs> um, but I will not give up on Jade because she's terrific and phenomenal. Uh, oh, I agree. But yeah, but you're right. The story is stupid. They made a deal with her that she wouldn't hold the show hostage because they're going to give her a title back, and they didn't give her a title back. I mean... So and she held she the show hold, hostage. So, like, right. what are we doing? Shouldn't she have held it hostage again, not just being some security guards and left? I mean, and then she got her car stolen? What the, what? I, the, yeah. the baddies are the worsties. What the hell? <laughs> the worsties. Jimmy, Jimmy T okay. has, has experience being a worstie, being Australian. I assume that you also have experience with carjacking. What, what do you make of this <laughs> in, 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 entire Nyla Rose, Jade Cardgill thing that for some reason won't get off of television? Uh, I hate it because for one reason. First of all, like you said, are we trying to get Jade Cardgill you know, over here as a babyface or what's going on? Second, I want Nyla Rose to be all duded out here. Like, listen here, bitch. You know what I mean? I'll fuck you up. You know what I mean? Like deep voice and all. I mean, go all in with her or it being whatever it is you know what i mean because at the end of the day she or he has still got its doodle and if it's still got its doodle to me it's a man just saying you know what i mean so the only way i could believe this feud you want to and especially no as a matter of fact if you're gonna have jade cargill no 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 honestly 
If you're going to get Jade Cargill to lose, say, her first match, just say, acknowledge Nyla Rose is a man and it doesn't count. Hence why she didn't get the loss. But you can go that way, right? I mean, if they had the balls, why not go that way? It makes sense. Unlike The Miz, who has massive balls. Sexy time. I know this has to be your favorite segment. We've got (laughs) interspecies erotica going on on AEW TV. It's Nyla Rose stealing the host championship and somehow squeezing into Jade Cargill's car, which I didn't think was possible. It's an ugly car, too. She should be driving a Jade car. Like, details, people. Details. Sexy time, what do you make of this entire train wreck of a host championship? What a lack of charisma Nyla Rose is, too. Well, she was singing something, too, to, to Jade. It, was, it just went over like a fart in the wind, dude. Like, uh, absolutely no charisma whatsoever. Marina Shafir with her, too. Like, the worst promo in the world. Like, following her around. And Vicky, like, they just don't fit. There's no chemistry. Jade's way above them. Um, it's just a total, total shit show. Um, and they have no idea what they're doing. It's like Cody Rhodes said two years ago. It's new age storytelling. There's no heels and no faces. There needs to be heels. There needs to be faces. That's the whole fucking point of storytelling and wrestling. <laughs> and That's wrestling, exactly. Emotionally invested in any character. Professional wrestling works at, works at its best when you have somebody that you want to see win the match and somebody that you want to see lose the match. I don't necessarily buy into the heels and faces thing, but you definitely need an antagonist and a protagonist. And this is just, it's a mess all the way around. Absolutely. Not just that, Jugger. It actually works even in other combat sports. I mean, people are more interested when you have, you know, the, yeah, exactly. You care and you want to pay to see whoever to get their ass kicked. So I don't know what Tony Khan or AEW think, but clearly they're off their heads, man. We go backstage with Trey, you know, De La Murta and the train wreck that is Eddie Kingston. Jimmy T, I got to come to you for this. Uh, mostly because I don't really care what's going on with Eddie Kingston inside of the world of AEW. (laughs) But this dumb bastard called out Switchblade Jay White. So I guess my my, my real question to you is, what's up with that? I I don't have a clue. And what the hell did he say to to Kingston? I mean, really, like, and why is Kingston even on television? And Ortiz is back, supposedly, out of nowhere. Mind you, Santana and Ortiz right now hate each other's guts. That's a fact. I don't believe. I don't you don't believe that? I do. I truly believe that. And I, I think this the is just, source. Well, Conan. The, He's the, best the, friends the, with him. Yeah, Conan, the biggest right. worker in the history of professional wrestling over the course of the last thirty years, not named Hulk Hogan. Conan is the guy who says this. So, so you I think mean, I, I don't believe no. anything that comes out of Conan's mouth, dude. No, I have to not, tell not, you that I, I know one other thing. people who know them and, and it's it's not a work. It's it's true. Um and hmm. I'm not even particularly close with this person any longer, but Shaheen legit knows Santana. I saw it myself when, when we were at Starcast. Santana came over from they hugged each other, they left for a while to go oh, no shit. catch up. And Santana was taken independent bookings because he was taking it seriously and ortiz wasn't and and, and that's what i've heard too right and there's there's a real schism are they not speaking to each other is there that much heat i don't know but but they're they're not tight like they were i i think there is definitely a split between the two when it comes to that much i absolutely agree with i think ortiz is, is quite content just to be on the roster getting a paycheck on it 
Yes, that's Once true. That's, wants that's... to be more than that. And, right. I mean, there, so there's not. nothing wrong with either side. I, it's just, it is what it is. I mean, I got people I work with and it's like, bro, you literally do like the bare minimum, huh? Yeah. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> <It's my life>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what, Jeff? You've been doing your your thing for many years. So I'm sure you've earned to be able to do that. You know what I mean? So yeah, well, that, that, that part's true, but I'm not exactly an old man. I mean, usually someone gets to be like 65 before they slow down like I do. I slow down since, well, since I'm like uh, 48, you know? <laughs> well, see, that's how good he is. Just Google him, guys. I'm telling you, he's out there. My biggest issue here is that they pair up the bastards. With Eddie Kingston company backstage. Like, Pac should be so freaking livid that he has lost his championship to Orange Cassidy. I know him and Triangulo de la Murta are still running around with these Rios belts that don't mean absolutely anything. But, I mean, Kevin Panetta, he's a bastard. Bastards should not have friends, let alone friends outside of his own faction. I mean, like, I can justify the relationship between Penta and Phoenix and Pac. You know how? How? Pack doesn't understand Spanish. <laughs> I hated how they panned over on Pack. Pack like it was a big deal. Like you just lost. I just saw you lose to Orange Cassidy. You lost your belt. It's not a big fucking deal. <laughs> I he doesn't give a shit, Kev. <laughs> That's why I didn't want the trios division to begin with because it's just gonna be a third guy thrown on every team. You know, it's not a real, yeah. not a real trio. Well, it's even worse because his whole role in this was to be disgusted at Eddie Kingston for taking all the losses. When he just lost his belt, so he should be. Yeah. So Kingston should have really? said to him, instead of going, what's that all about? He should have said, didn't you just lose your belt, bro? <laughs> True. Jimmy T, how many bastards are you friends with? Quite a few. <laughs> yeah, he's the biggest bastard of them all. Damn, just below me. Nah, I'm joking, Jeff. I love you, man. It's all good. I'm not the biggest. I'm the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I know a few, a few bastards. Speaking of the toughest bastard in all of AEW, let's talk about Hook. Um, no. So Hook beats Ari Davari in about a minute. Jimmy T, have we established yet? Does Hook know how to wrestle, or is he just going out there and, and, and fucking around for a minute, collecting a paycheck and the FTW championship and going home? Because I still, after what, what has this been, like eight months? I have no idea oh, if this easy. guy has any idea how to wrestle. Well, they don't really put him in a match against someone that, you know, that can actually wrestle properly. And I'm not talking about, like, I'm sure Ari Davari can wrestle, which he can, but he's a jobber essentially in AEW anyway. So we need to it's see him in a... The of jobbers. Right, the trust busters, and let's not even go there. Who's in but the match? Sonny Kiss. We she, didn't see she, him, him. Parker <laughs> We didn't see him. Oh, didn't yes. See weeks. Um, and look at Slim J. But who's there? The one guy we've never seen. We've seen once Jeez. on Dynamite. Butler Jeeves, who is VSK from the Cardona family. Ah, I knew What? That. Really? Well, woo, woo, woo to that. Right. So, <laughs> so, so now you know how good NWA is. You you take a gig as a butler on, on a on a per-appearance basis over NWA. And Ari's wow. supposed to be the richest wrestler in the world is his gimmick, too. So like, dumb, bro. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Tony Khan's avatar. If Tony Khan was a wrestler. Don't what does a rich guy buy? Tons of women, cars, you know, but he's got a little cuck boy butler. Like, that's the last thing a rich guy would come up there. I don't even know what the trust busters is, Kev. What's his fucking faction meant to be? Trust, trust fund money. They're the I richest just told you. In the world. Oh, it's trust fund economy. monies. It's yeah. that's so dumb. He's all that. Come on. I love so that. dumb. 
You love that? Love so you got that. a gay dude, you got a gay dude. No, you got a, I love the idea of Ari Davari being the avatar of Tony Khan if he could be a wrestler. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely, like, definitely. I, just, I, absolutely. I love everything about that. I don't know how it never clicked, but that's look, amazing. Look at the faction he has as it was constant. He's got the butler. He has the he goes by she, the all-inclusive. He has the, the, the young you know, hot, you know, TV looking guy. He's got the big monster WWE stereotypical, the next Brock Lesnar type. And so he's, he's got it all under his tent, but he's a bad guy. Cause he really isn't a bad guy. And he loses cause he would never book himself to win. He's not Jeff Jarrett. He's not Cody. Bullshit. He's not Cena. <laughs> so yeah, this is, but to answer your first question, hook, if someone walks up to him, or he goes behind them, he can put on a great suplex and put on the moves, but if Absolutely. he has to move to do it, it misses. And we saw this. The super kick went over his head, and they're like, it glanced him, and I mean, they're covering from left and right. And this was the longest match he's had, and, and Ari Davari, despite being a jobber, is a professional wrestler from a professional right. wrestling family who's worked in every promotion we can think of, 205 Live, he's been on NWA, he's been in MLW. So, no, Hook cannot wrestle. He can throw suplexes, and he can hook, you know, put you in that, that thing, but if you're the not... If you're the not... You're not exactly in the spot where he wants you to be. He can't get there. He can't get there. Sexy well, time, I feel like the real problem here is Hook is still undefeated. So he's got a championship. You don't want to beat the kid. But he's still so low on the card that he doesn't have any wins over anybody of any importance because they want to maintain the undefeated streak. We have to keep bringing in more jobbers for Hook to beat up in like a minute and a half. And... It's, it's, it's almost like the Jade Cardgill thing, but not nearly as cool because Hook isn't nearly as marketable or as far along in his progression as Jade Cardgill. But again, Jade Cardgill, undefeated, TBS champion. So she keeps beating this talent that we know is below her, but you can't put her in the ring with anybody better because we have to maintain this stupid unbeaten streak. It's the same thing that got WCW in trouble 20 years ago. <laughs> um AEW's biggest problem is they don't give uh, storylines to the mid-card because they're afraid to give the mid-card people losses. So that's why you just fight these nameless jobbers over and over again, too, because like now that they all kind of have creative control, nobody wants to take an L unless it's on a major pay-per-view. That's why there's no good storylines. It's all like they bring guys from other companies that you take the loss or somebody you never heard of take the loss because they won't put like Pac with a anybody in the same level as him, too, because nobody wants to take the loss. And that's the biggest problem with AEW for the whole time it's been in existence too cody was probably, he got made fun of it the most he probably put the most guys over in the company to be honest no the other problem with aew is we have too many rap we have austin gunn we have max caster and now we have matt hardy um dr jeff what do you make of matt hardy becoming a hip-hop artist in 2022 what was Actually, that all about I was actually hoping you can explain it because I have no idea what the, first of all, I don't know what the, I mean, I understand why they, they moved the Hardy contract out from Andrade family office because there is no Andrade. Um, so in, let's keep the stupidness going up because at some point you're going to have to have a free me from the contract match. Um, <laughs> this whole thing, I didn't understand, though I did like the line where they said, we sent private party to back to school to work on their fundamentals because that's exactly correct. Uh, but this is what a way. I mean, what, wasn't Stokely Hathaway supposed to be in charge of the faction? Now it's Stokely Hathaway and Ethan Page. And where's Morrissey? Where's Lee Moretti? Where are the gun kids? I mean, we're, 
this whole faction makes no sense, but you didn't ask me that. What did Matt Hardy do? I have no fucking idea. Please tell me what he did. Is he is he losing his mind? Is he going back to broken Matt? Is he becoming Liv Morgan? What's happening here? What is this? Jimmy T, does broken Matt Hardy work in 2022? I mean, we, we've seen woken Matt. We've seen, you know, the, the failed AEW reboot when the pandemic hit. Um, everybody still does the whole delete thing, even though he's not broken whatsoever. I mean, right. but do we really even want or need to see a return of broken Matt no, Hardy? No. Because I'm, I'm afraid it'd go over to, to borrow a line from Kevin Panetta like a fart in church. It would. As a matter of fact, I've said this on numerous occasions on not only this show, but even on my own shows. I think we need a Count version of Matt Hardy, where he's like Count Dracula from Sesame Street. One, two, three. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah, delete, delete. You know what I mean? I think that would be quite funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that would be fucking funny and it would work because I think Matt Hardy could actually pull it off. But as far as broken... Nah, man, it's passe now. Mr. Panetta, any comments on WTF Hardy is going on here? That's <laughs> a creative guy. Um, like on social media, he's very entertaining. I don't know why he can't come up with a new character. Um, everything he's come up with in AEW has been an absolute garbage. And uh, he's got to figure out something. Maybe bringing his wife to help him get him to get back over too. Well, and, and, and I don't even know how much of that is necessarily man's fault. Because I do think that the Broken Hardy thing would have worked in AEW, but he debuted during the pandemic inside of an empty arena, and and that's what really, really killed it. It was just terrible, terrible timing for Matt. But I do agree. He hasn't found his footing whatsoever since, since he Jugger, came back. I'll tell you why, man, because they're just stalling for the new generation of the Hardy Boys once Jeff is back, dude. You know what's going to happen? We're going to get Darby Allen. And Jeff Hardy is the new Hardy Boys, Team Extreme 2.0, with Matt Hardy as the manager. That's what I think they're waiting for. What do they do with Sting, then? Where is Sting? He got stung. He's gone. Did you check the rafters? I mean, I, I haven't <laughs> seen a camera look up in the rafters lately. I mean, maybe Sting's been up there for weeks and nobody's noticed. Well, no, well, I, I honestly, he he's been gone. He's no, been gone for the last few weeks. Where is he's, he, Jeff? He's chasing after Alba Fire to get his, his baseball bat. Oh, oh God. Floyd? No, that's a bad baseball bat. Well, I guess that brings us to our favorite segment here on Rampage Uncaged, and that is the Kevin Panetta Dalla Dalla dance. Mr. Yeah. Panetta, we, we, we come up to our, our obligatory women's match of the what? evening. So you have approximately 23 seconds to figure out who is going to get the Dalla Dalla. Is it going to be Willow Nightingale? It's not going to be Willow Nightingale. Or is it going to be Layla Grant? I want my motherfucking money. Services rendered. Fuck a check. Return it to sender. Give me mine and legal tender, Mr. Manager. The venue was filled to capacity. Check the door box. Count my percentage and get that to me. Fuck me, fuck me on the door and we in all black with Millie's. Ball caps and billies. It's all raps for really. Fuck me on the door and we in all black with Millie's. Ball caps and billies. It's all raps for Brandy Rhodes still wins the dollar dollar. Brand Rhodes still wins the dollar dollar watching that video. Oh, Every yeah. time. That's, that's, that's cheeks right there, man. That's what you call cakes. So so Layla Gray, is that what we're going, Mr. Panetta? Or are you going to turn around or are you going to give it to one of the baddies? What's up? Uh, Layla Gray with her ninth dollar of the year. Ninth dollar of the year. The ninth place. dollar of the year? Right. That's right. Uh, Mandy Isn't Rose late? placed with 17. 
Oh, Mandy Rose is going to win this easily, yeah, bro. Absolutely. She's running away. Uh, Liv Morgan's in second, I think, with 13. She's really? Well, yeah. Eh, Liv Morgan, man. I don't know, man. She just annoys me personally. She's hot, but she's annoying. Very annoying. She's on Chucky. Speaking of annoying, does anybody have any other thoughts about Willow Nightingale and Layla Gray? I mean, this match went seven minutes and 51 seconds, and nobody has anything to say about it. Softest style ever. Uh, very, very soft hits. Very uh, plushy. They missed a lot. Um, What's the match, like, Matches like that make me make me think I can get on AEW one day, myself personally. <laughs> you think? Yeah, like I have a much longer <laughs> style than uh, these people do. And I still don't know the doctor bomb. Why is she a doctor? Tell me. Just wear a wig and say you're trans. You'll be on. <laughs> oh, 100%, man. <laughs> we can call it. <laughs> that would just... special needs. You'll be there. Don't worry. I can, oh. I can get on. Damn. Well, as far as Willow Nightingale goes, I mean, why did they even sign her for? She was all right in Ring of Honor, but let's be honest, man. Her gimmick is so PG or so G, shall I say. If they book her more for the kids, you know what I mean? Like, kind of like a Bailey, but not exactly that. But if you get where I'm going, she yeah. could get over in AEW, but she they'll is, just keep it right. She's fine. Is she is she worse than Diamante? No. Is she worse than Abaddon? No. Is she worse yeah. than Ali? No. I mean, she's 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 a good wrestler. She knows where to be. You know, is she worse than Layla Gray? No. I mean, she's a little bit plus size, but she hasn't hurt anyone. So you know, it's not she's not like the stereotypical Penelope Ford type. So what, what's she shows up for work? She's whenever they call her, she says yes. She's there, so why not reward her for her for work? Let her get some big money. She's she's been toiling in the indies. She always has a smile. Time, right? So what's what's wrong with? I mean, listen, if they're gonna sign everyone and their sister, you might as well sign someone who everyone thinks is a good person and a solid professional. So what the fuck? Yeah, Jimmy. No, outside right. of Baker, the whole women's division lacks personality and charisma. True bubbly happy personality that, that maybe the fans will get behind her one day so it's, it's worth taking a shot at just for that alone and if they, yeah. if she ever turns heel by surprise it will shock the fuck out of people but you got to build her up first as oh, a right. as a good baby face before you can get to that you know what i mean talking like in uh, two years or something okay right, right. Won't be here then, but, you know. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me to be honest but you know what tk is that persistent that he'll probably i mean look Ticket sales are going way down right now, man. That's a fact. He could buy a TV station. He'll be fine. <laughs> so you think we get AEW's in for the long haul? They're going to be around for at least, say, 20 years and beyond. This yeah. is somebody who can blow through his own personal fortune because he's a he's he, he's a he's got a nine billion dollar trust that he's going to be a fifty percent owner of, and I guarantee you, his father's too smart to put him in control of the money. So. When you have nine billion dollars, figure at a four at a five to seven percent rate of return per year, you can blow through your billion dollars. Yeah, no, you're right. That's true. Well, since Jago is not back yet, I might as well move on because um, after the fun. match, sorry, let's just, sit, let's just sit, here, sit here in silence. <laughs> Why not? I mean, I was thinking about that. I'm hoping he gets back let's because I hate how we. Oh, there we go. We just made it. There we oh, go. He's oh, back. Oh. <laughs> there we go. Splendid. Oh, oh, oh. Splendid. Thank God you're back, Jago. We're talking kid. about green beans. <laughs> screaming kids. Green beans are awful. Yeah, they, they are awful. More thing than Layla and Willow. Yes, it was. 
But then we saw. Take us through it, Jarko. Take us through the segment. Uh, what? Which segment? Because I mean, we already went through the Jade Cardgill thing. Well, Nyla, yeah, well. Nyla uh, Marina, and Vicky stealing her car. Yes. Uh, yeah, we talked about that. Right? Okay. Okay. So next Is there segment. anything more that anybody has anything to say about it? I no, mean, I'd say one thing. When uh, Jade was counting in the ring, ten uh, counting down from ten, she should have had the crowd count for her. She's above that. Made her less uh, big of a star than she should have been. I, I just don't understand why she beat up like four security guards and then then go back into the ring. Why she continues walking? Hey, she looks. She went hard on them too, man. She looked like she connected with a few of those forearms. Everything about her is great. She looked great. Her ass is great. The outfit was great. But <laughs> her legs. She should have come back into the ring and taken it back hostage. That would that would have been better than right, what the, rest right. of the show gave me. Right. Absolutely. We all agreed with that, but they didn't do that. Should have just called Deputy Dango and Tyler Breeze uh, to go and arrest Nyla Rose for stealing her <laughs> fucking car. Absolutely. See, that's fucking that's storytelling right there. But TK, he's not well, smart Dango enough to think that far. Partner he partners. He's, he partners with JTG now. Tyler Breeze is in. What? He's he's in the he's in the breeze. He's Dirty Dango, right? Is that his new name? Yeah. Dirty Dango. Yeah. Tyler's in the well, wind. That's dirty. Really, with JTG, that just doesn't go, man. Well, no, it doesn't. Well, I mean, but Tyler, actually, I think he's been working backstage for WWE. I think they're going to give him a producer role. Uh, they should because uh, he's the greatest professional wrestler that has come out of WWE in the last like I don't fifteen years. Uh, so much so that they just straight stole his gimmick and gave it to Austin Theory. So I mean, yeah, sort of. Yeah, I mean, uh, the whole selfie Bone. Well, yeah. Other than that, but the but the actual gimmicks are very different too, though. If I mean, you know I, what I mean? The reason, the, the reason that I say Tyler Breeze is the best thing WWE has produced in like 15 years is because he was actually good at his job, and he could make people like him. He could make people hate him. All he did was get himself over and go out and have good man. Didn't get a whole lot of wins because sure. you know WWE booking. But I mean, as far as performers go. He might be the best thing I've seen in WWE. Well, at one stage, think about it. When he was at his peak run on NXT, I mean, he was a main event player on NXT, and he was great. I, I mean, I was a fan of his as a heel, another especially. Another person telling me someone was a main event player on NXT and thinking that extrapolates to I said NXT. I didn't say WWE. This they, should have been the the they should have been the tag chats in SmackDown when they were doing the fashion police at first. New Day is, is H. That was hilarious. They should have pulled the trigger on them. They deserved the belts then. They lost the job to the Usos too much, and they, they no one cared about them. They were over, and they should have been the champs. Tyler Breeze became my favorite wrestler when I realized that I hated Tyler Breeze. And then it was like, oh, wait, I'm supposed to hate him. He's <laughs> that good at his job that he even worked me. Well, speaking that, of hate, I, will, I think the next segment involved Orange Cassidy, which is my particular hey. moment <laughs> Me too. He killed it tonight. I'll say that. He was absolutely great on well, Rampage, but I'll let you get to it. Yeah, he was great. Brilliant. Oh, terrible. Nah, that was funny, man. So, so we have a match where the headline supposed- alone is nauseating. Loses against Orange Cassidy? Forget that match, Jago. It's what he was doing to the match. Like, for example, he was with Mark Henry and doing his shtick. While Mark Henry was like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> it was fucking funny. To me, it made me laugh. But anyway, yeah, I'll let you take that. that. No, he doesn't. I've never seen him do that. He's done it several times. Where, where, where he's like, it's time for your main yeah, event. Yeah, and Mark and Henry goes, that's my line. Goes, I've never seen that done before until now. Well, oh. 
Dr. Jeff, I know you love yourself some Orange Cassidy, right? I hate, <laughs> I hate everything about Orange Cassidy. I mean, actually, let me qualify that because it's funny once in a while. It's funny the first three times you see it. It's not funny three and a half years later. I mean, use him like they used to use Danhausen, and they're sort of abusing the Danhausen thing now too. But um, but this whole match, this was supposed to be Rouge versus Pence contract for Mask. And somehow it gets turned into a three-way for the All-Atlantic title. I don't understand why. I don't really understand how that bar scene was awkward AF. What's negative one doing there? I mean... And, and, oh, because he's dead. That's why. No, I get it. But then 10 loses? I mean, negative one's supposed to be there, so, pen, so 10's supposed to win. I mean, it's supposed to be the feel-good moment. I, I didn't... None of this makes sense. The beer thing. I mean, no, the only thing that's funny is Pence goes, I don't really even have a mouth. That was good. <laughs> yeah. That's good stuff. Just, I, I'm over the Orange Cassidy thing. Like, there has to be a progression in the character, or or you just lose me. And he's been in the same spot. This but but time. but but how do you progress with this character he's not, jugger? He's not changing his character. He's been That's doing what it I mean. for seventeen years. You can't. You, there's no progression with this type of character. I don't think jugger. Oh, I think there's. I think there's absolutely a progression that could be had. There's just no desire I, to progress the character. Instead, it's, he's just running in quicksand. Unless he's a heel where he's that arrogant, like you, you can take this Orange Cassidy gimmick tunes right up. I mean, you can literally put it right up where he's a heel and he's that arrogant that wrestling's so below him. That could work, right? Because that's essentially what his gimmick is, right? I mean, professional wrestling, he's too good at wrestling. So, you know what I mean? He, it's below him, basically. So, as a heel, I think it could have a decent run where everybody would just hate his guts. But the quicksand well, he's running is is constantly in main events. That's true. Well, that's true too. Constantly in main event of AEW Rampage. And Dynamite. And Dynamite too. He's in lots of main events. Too many. He was in the main event. Pack versus Orange Cassidy was a main event on Dynamite. The last two weeks, Jago, the last two to three weeks, he's been the main event on every show practically, it feels like. Yeah, there you go. There's a, there's a place for Orange Cassidy. It's called the Trios Division with the best friends. That's where you put the, the joke character over, you know? You don't need a singles title going against Pac. Get rid of Chucky e. T and Pareto already. Just fuck them two off. I'm over him. Well, if you want to keep Orange Cassidy, keep them together. That's a place to hide. <sighs> you can put I'm... them with other people. It'd be fine. You, you can get rid of yeah. Chucky e. T. He's, he's fat ass Chucky e. T now. I mean, he just doesn't give he a shit. He looks like he ate Dude, he doesn't give a shit. He really just does. He's just there, and that's that. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't do anything. Doesn't say anything. Imagine watching this segment with somebody new too, and they're like, "Oh, it's cool that that guy brought his son to the ring, Preston." And you're like, uh, <laughs> "That's not his son." You're like, "That's his that's his, uh, his buddy's son that died." He's like, "Oh, that's oh. that's the nice his, his his buddy just died, so he's helping his kid out." It's like, "Oh, it was like two years ago." I was like, "Oh, that's creepy." What is he a groomer? Like, how do you explain this? This kid's still going in the ring. Like, it's been almost two years. That is fucking true. He's got a point. Yeah, you do looks like a groomer. It's disgusting, to be honest. Yeah, but it's AEW, Kev. It's all good. And then there's Roosh. More uh, like he needs a push at this point. Has and, Roosh won more than one match on TV? Honestly, I don't think so. And. The thing that is so frustrating, everybody can look at Roosh and see what it is that everybody sees in Roosh. Like he is, when he wants to be one of the top five performers in the world, like he looks like a pro wrestler. His facials are great. His offense looks great. His, I mean, he sells well when he decides that he wants to sell, which is not very 
Uh, Jimmy T, we have talked about this for like a year when it comes to Roosh. I even went on record as saying I would not bring Roosh in just because of the backstage issues with Roosh. Is is TK trying to humble Roosh? Is that well, what's going on? Like, like we, we have to establish that you're going to be a team player. Like, is that what's going on here? Because he's been burned by so many other talents and Roosh is just like, whatever, Peril, they just write me my well, fucking paycheck, right? Like, I mean, I, I don't I don't understand what it is that we're trying to do with Roosh because all you're doing is killing any mystique that there was to Roosh for the people who knew who in the hell Roosh was. That's been killed a long time ago. There's no coming back from that now. Too late. But I will say this. I think he's getting punished for Andrade's fucking mischievous ways lately. And I'll tell you why. First of all, the poor guy signed an AEW contract the day before or a week before Andrade wants to get the fuck out of his AEW contract. So there goes anything with the Los Ingobernables type of run they could have had. So that's out the window already. Not just that, he... Sorry? He mentioned in uh, Los Ingobernables uh, in his interview today. He did, but he's the only guy. That's it. Yeah. What are you going to do with just him? Like, that's it. You know what I mean? And on top of that, um, he's probably regretting the fact that he signed a multi-year deal now since Andrade wants to get the fuck out. So, uh, wait, 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 wait. You don't think so? Why? why would he regret that? Who else is going to pay him? Yeah, but he doesn't want to be just floundering. If he, if Roosh went to WWE, what would he be doing? Oh, wait, WWE wouldn't sign him. He could stay in Mexico and bleed all over the place like Penta did against Villano number four, or he can go to AEW, do what Roosh does and collect a paycheck. Like who else is legitimately going to sign Roosh at this point, knowing that the entire laundry list of problems with this dude. You guys are like missing one thing. And that What's is that? that Roosh is there to bide his time until he can set up what looks like an accident and absolutely kill Sammy Guevara for Andrade. And oh, I wouldn't like, surprise me. That it would might not be fucking surprise shoot. me. <laughs> I'm telling you, that wouldn't surprise me. Heck, I mean, that shit happens in Mex with Mexican wrestlers. Look at the original Sin Cara and Alberto Daria. I don't know if anyone knows the story between them two, but Sin Cara, the OG Sin Cara, right? What's his real name, Jago, again? The one, he, the name he used to go by? Mystico. Mystico, Mystico, Mystico. That's it. No, no, Mystico. The Mystico Sin Cara pulled a gun out on Alberto Daria backstage at some lucha event and alberto de rio legitly shit himself like legitly like apparently he's the real deal he's a full-on gangster man and he's part of some sort of cartel apparently in mexico so they don't fucking play these mexican guys man and it doesn't matter if they're professional wrestlers or what they are they just don't play like that i just i don't understand what they're doing with root like why did they even root bring honor I why, why do yeah, they sign yeah, that's it. half the people they sign? Tony, well, wants, Tony wants every action figure. You bring up Ring of Honor, and I guess that kind of ties into AEW because it's basically the Ring of Honor show right now. Uh, rumors are flying Even that Ring of Honor Dynamite. is coming to HBO Matt. Yes, it's pretty much a done deal, it seems. Well, rumors were flying for 24 hours, then they stopped, so who knows? That's Why? Why would they put that on HBO Matt? Why would what HBO Max put that on HBO Max? Uh, right, that's what I'm saying. If you if you could get like AEW Rampage, if you could become the streaming service for all the AEW pay per view events, like cool. 
what the hell does Ring of Honor have to do with this? And why do I feel like Ring of Honor is getting a better deal than what yes. ECW got? Like, have that's what I'm not understanding. Make no mistake about it, Jago. I dare say that, that TK loves Ring of Honor more. He's more of a Ring of Honor mark than even AEW, bro. I, I, I said it. I'm telling you, man. He's way more of a Ring of Honor mark than AEW, period. But I will say this about ROH. Um, first of all, I've said this, me and Jeff have discussed this a lot. Doesn't he own Honor Club, correct? That thing is still around. You can go to Honor Club, right? So why wasn't he at least streaming it there? And second of all, did you know he wants a third hour of Dynamite? That's came out of his mouth last week or the week before. And wants a second hour of Rampage. Legitly. That's terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible. Give those titties a thumbs down. As Charles Barkley would say, that's terrible. Terrible. Yeah, exactly. Terrible. Terrible. Yeah, that's what he wants. That's the deal, man. It's like he didn't even look to see what led to the downfall of what what led to the All WCW attitude era. Like Do you remember when Nitro was three hours before WWE ever went fucking three hours? Do you remember that? Right. We all fucking remember that. But what did WWE do? They fell for the same trap. And it seems like AEW is following in the same footsteps or want to anyway. The addition of SmackDown, the addition of Thunder. You burn out your fans and they just end up turning it off because nobody wants to watch professional wrestling for six, seven hours a week before the paper. I mean, but they continue. Too much content. I mean, you you get that core group of about a million people in a country of 350 some (laughs) million people that actually want to watch that. Yeah, TK's is what it is. and he's feuding with uh, Eric Bischoff, and I think he wants to say, ha ha, I succeeded and you didn't. I can do three hours and two hours and you couldn't. And he's, he's going to fail. Hope. He's going to fail. He's, what do you mean? He'll never get to the numbers that Eric yeah. Bischoff ever had, dude, at the peak of he's WCW. Got, he's got all the dirt cheap mark writers on his side. It's going to be the, the narrative's going to be written already that he did it. He's a genius, blah, blah, blah. I, he won. He's so much smarter. Let me explain this to you all. Because Tony Khan is like those stubborn wrestling fans you meet on Twitter who they are convinced that if enough eyes just watch it, they will fall in love with the same thing that they fall in love with. And he truly believes that right down to his spleen. So if he can just put the ring of honor, the pure style, and people can see how good Wheeler Yuta versus Daniel Garcia is, if they could just see what he sees, if they could just see more Japanese wrestling, that they will love it and a, and and it will come to a wide audience that just nobody's tried before and he's got the money to make it happen and it will happen because he believes and it's just it's just as simple as that because no one's ever said no to him no one's had to say no to him and he's surrounded by butlers like butler jeeves and a driver <laughs> and security and administrative assistants and so whatever it is it's, it's, it's always like people like saying, don't you, you don't think billionaires' kids get picked on? No, when they go to Oxford and they go to private schools where everyone else is a billionaire. No, they don't pick on each other because they because they're all raised from a young age. No, this is this is how the new world order comes about. These are this is how <laughs> we do business. This is this is how we arrange marriages and alliances. They they learn that it's like frigging Game of Thrones. So no, they don't bully each other, and if they do, it's not. It never crosses the line. It's never beyond something the kids forgive. So anyway, um, that that so basically what you're still. saying. Basically, what you're saying is Tony Khan is a podcast. He thinks that he has the best show. It's just more people need. To- 
Oh, then, he definitely you know, like, thinks that. And then the advertisers and the people will come flooding in. It's like, I so basically what you're telling me is AEW Dynamite is Rampage Uncaged. It's just the best kept secret. <laughs> He's like me. Yeah. If you just listened to Garden of Doom, you would know how special it is. <laughs> right? I mean, we are such goddamn professionals that I could sit here and host this show for an hour without even watching it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> by the Homie Media Group right here, channelattitude.com. I am your host, Dr. Jargo, PhD. Let's go around the horn, gentlemen. Anything you want to plug, promote, put over before we get out of here? Jimmy T. Before I mention anything like that, I want to ask for your opinion on one more thing before we go. The Kenny Omega situation. Do you think you'll be signing with WWE come January? Because apparently he wants no. out right now. No. You don't think that? No. Oh. If no. We'll talk about this earlier at the start of the show. But there's a lot more to it than you think, Jago. But anyway, as go, far as... I will go one step further. I will give Tony Khan a free piece of advice right here on If you What's want that? to deal with the Kenny Omega versus C-Punk situation, it's real. You walk out to the ring with a microphone and you say... At full gear, I am booking CM Punk versus Kenny Omega. And then you drop the mic and you walk out. If one of them doesn't show up, we the fans now know who is responsible for it. No matter right. what you do, Tony Khan is going to make a whole bunch of money. You can either be professionals and suck it the fuck up and get out there and maybe, heaven forbid, what's going to happen? Oh my God, they had a real fight. Shoot. It's fucking pro wrestling. Just book the goddamn match and announce it. I still think it's all a work. Every goddamn bit of it, I think it's a work. Oh. I think that I think CM Punk did this so he could turn heel. He went off and had his surgery. Kenny Omega gets suspended. What's he do? He flies to Japan and hangs out with his little butt buddy Kota Ibushi for six weeks. And and once CM Punk comes back, everything is fine and fucking deep. It's going to be a huge pop. It's going to be a huge money match. Just book it. That's all you got to do. And then everybody knows who's at fault when that all goes to shit. But it's not Tony Khan. Tony Khan sits here and collects the dollar, dollar, dollar. Okay, but the problem with that, though, with your theory there, Jago, I want to agree with you, but I don't. I still think it's a shoot. I will say this, then why not have it on television, man? Why would you do it for all those supermarks that that un that watch like what goes on behind the scenes or listen to what goes on behind the scenes? You put it because, on pay-per-view. But he's not. He's not even acknowledging it on television or pay-per-view, really. And that's how you make money, on, man. He'd go on TV and he'd say, I booked the match, drop the mic and leave. But I mean, he didn't. What, but what but he hasn't done that. ESPN with Brittany Griner and keep telling you about a story like 16 goddamn times no, a day that nobody gives a shit about? Put it on television. That's how you make money. Otherwise, no what one knows what the fuck's going on. Though, Jimmy? That's what I'm saying. If, if Punk is hurt, what is there to put on television? All right, that, that part, fine. That's true. And he's hurt, right? I mean, yeah, because we've seen him walking around Chicago in the fucking sling. Like, we, we know CM Punk is hurt. We know that he had triceps hurt. So right. there's no need to say anything. I don't know, man. I don't know. Look, I still think it's a shoot, in my opinion. We'll find out come January at the very least. And, and we'll know by that point. I mean, I, I think Kenny Omega goes back to New Japan Pro Wrestling well before he gets to Kenny Omega oh. doesn't even translate into a WWE. Right now, he would because of no, his I status. Don't think he would. I don't, you really don't think so? All right. No, because All right. I, I don't think 90% of the WWE audience has any goddamn idea who Kenny Omega is. They, they knew AJ Styles. They didn't know who AJ Styles was either. They did. Well, they popped for him. What do you mean? At the Royal Rumble? Right. when when they, AJ yeah. Styles.
Eagles had years on Impact Wrestling where they were drawing true. 3 million viewers. And AJ That's was, true too. I mean, everybody knew who AJ was and the wrestling community really knew who AJ was. But when you look at Kenny Omega, if anything, his stock has went down over the course of the last three years. You really He's not the that. same performer that he was in New Japan Pro Wrestling. No, He's not no nothing like it. Nothing the like same it. kind of matches that he had against Kazuchika Okada. Like, and that's what's frustrating because that's why people think he's overrated because they never saw what we saw. He can't do that. Yeah, I, do, I, 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 you're right. Okada isn't going out and having the kind of matches that he had against Kenny Omega either. Absolutely. No, I mean, shit. First of all, they're getting older. Second of all, it takes a toll on their bodies. Absolutely. So, I mean, yeah, no, you're right. Spot on. I mean, if anything, I can see Kenny Omega walking away. Entirely. I will tell you why Kenny Omega's value it has not dropped. Because A, WWE doesn't care about that kind of wrestling style. B, because for them to have two of the four founding fathers of AEW on their roster exactly. is an enormous PR coup. And that is enough for them to pay $3 million a year. Because $3 million a year means nothing. There. Nothing. I don't think anything. He's right. And, and I think the best thing that happened in Cody Rhodes' career over the course of the last three years was carrying his pack. Because I feel like the WWE audience would be over him by because oh yeah for sure for sure yeah i agree no, it'll be damage all agree. Uh, damage to damage control <laughs> yeah no Evil that's dose, facts dr jeff libin anything you want to plug promote put over before we get out of here there's my twitter you can catch me on the pwc many many shows i'm usually next to jimmy t this week i was on dollar club wrestling with the guy next to me kevin panetta and my non-wrestling podcast, well, my other wrestling podcast, which is on all these networks too, is Hammerlock Hangover with Big Dead Ghost Stephen Pena. Garden of Doom is more occult, esoteric, mythology, history, theosophy, a little pop culture, you name it. Anything that goes bump in the night, we got you covered. Uh, Garden Views is more topical, legal topics, factual topics. And but if you subscribe to Garden of Doom, you get Garden Views as a bonus. So there you go. Justin Timberlake brought sexy back, and then Kevin Panetta beat his ass and took it from him. Being sexy! Anything you want to plug, promote, put over before we get out of here today? This Thursday night on the Dollar Club Wrestling Podcast, Dollar Club Wrestling presents Mischief Night. Uh, we're gonna, you're going to see for the first time ever our first premium special event. Uh, Rock Hard Jim Prendy versus Un Pussy Gato Grande in a, in a Dance with the Devil casket match. Uh, with the <laughs> Special commentary from the PWC, Jimmy T and Jeff Flippin over there. Been a live commentary on this special match for the uh, Dollar Club World, World Heavyweight Championship. Rock Hard Jim Prenny versus We Got the Pussy Grande. For Dollar Club Championship match. Check it out this Thursday at 8 p.m. live on Facebook Live, live on YouTube Live on the Dollar Club Wrestling Channel. Mischief Night. Got El Gato Pussy Grande. Yeah, yeah, man, we're still trying to figure out who the fuck this cat is. Literally, that's literally so we just don't know. That's why we had to look at the masks. The large <laughs> pussycat? Actually, right. do do you want to see if you uh, can make your mind up? As a matter of fact, uh, Jaga, can I show you if you oh, who you God, think El Pussy Grande is? <laughs> is that possible? Check this out. We interrupt this regularly scheduled program with breaking news from Dollar Club Wrestling. Dollar Club champion Rock Hard Jim was viciously attacked by a masked assailant outside of 112 North Midway Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania earlier this morning. Here's security footage that we recovered from the scene. After the assault, we were able to get a few words from the not so enthused champion via satellite. Who do you call a man that attacks you from behind? 
I guess the word would be a coward. Well then what is the word for a man who attacks you from behind It has a mix? I think the word is little bitch. You just made the biggest mistake of your life, little bitch. Because I am the champion. I am Dollar Club Wrestling. And I make the rules. So on October 27th, at Mischief Night, with the title on the line, you will be there. And you will recognize me. If you have any information on this mask assailant, please contact your local authorities or email dollarclubwrestling at gmail.com. This is Courtney Bensley from Channel 10 News, signing off. Does anyone have a clue? I mean, look at him carefully. He looks almost... Fred Armand, it looks like Lash LaRue under a mask. It's Fred Armand. <laughs> I think it's Ricochet. <laughs> the ultimate Maybe it's Muda before, during his retirement tour. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe yeah, it's El Pussy Grande. I mean, the the tattooed arms. Maybe it's Orton. Orton hasn't been around for a while. Maybe this is True. Randy Orton. Yeah. True. Either way, I'm find out at Mischief Night. Exactly. Mischief Night. Thursday. You can keep up with me across social media platforms at Not Jargo, even though chances are I will not talk to you. Jimmy T will be back next week with an all new edition of Rampage Uncaged, and maybe I'll actually watch the show and show up. You never can always sometimes tell. We'll talk to you next week for now, ladies and gents. We're off like a prom dress. See ya! Stay with my friends.
threw himself into the mix for Armino. Oh, Cargill taking out the security detail. This well, is getting ugly. Right now, let's see how our main event came about. Hey, I understand you didn't want to let me purchase the MTW title. Maybe you're not a check guy. Maybe Hook doesn't have a bank account and he likes straight cash. So I'm going to give you one last chance before I kick your ass and take your belt. This is your last opportunity. Take the money. Oh, I'll be right back. Well, now, all right, Davari, we all like straight cash. Oh, oh no, look. Just taking Davari over the top. And, oh, but Davari grabbing the boot of Hook, yeah. bringing him to the outside. Maybe and, we're seeing this how deep Hook can swim, how deep the water's got to be. Wow, Hook, nice block that time, going to head first on the table. And there you see the trust fund, or the, excuse me, the trust busters, Butler, Jeeves K. A butler. 2022. Well, bring your butler to the ring with you, I guess, right? If you're insecure and you're a billionaire, Look at this. the intervention by by Jeeves K actually benefited our Davari here. He's got hooked down on the corner. Yeah. He got his billions. He got his billions. Well, I'm not going to say I, I, I don't trust him. Should he be in prison? <laughs> oh! Massive shot. I like the fact that Davari is bringing it to, to uh, Hook, and we're seeing how much pain Hook can endure before he gets back on track. Davari claims he's the richest hey, man hey, hey, in hey. pro wrestling today. And Davari getting an assist once again. His butler, Jeeps K, on the outside. And Davari's from a very talented wrestling family. He's highly skilled. You should have taken the money when you had the chance. And his older but, brother was but, a great wrestler, too. But he ain't setting the world on fire. He's five and one. Impressive. Look at Hook fighting back with those body punches. And let me tell you, we can hear those punches flash on flash from where we're sitting and down to the ring. And Hook digging Ooh. with those body shots to the ribs, but Davari gets the boot up into the face of Hook, and Hook oh, takes down Davari, brings him through, and now Fisherman suplex by Hook. He's good as physical. He's a former outstanding Division I lacrosse player. And he's got Davari right where he went. Oh, and once again, Hook took his eye off the ball. One, two, and then, yeah, the trunks. Let's remember now, Hook has had 12 matches. And, oh, but he takes out Jeeves K. Look out. And uh, that was a, I think that was a glancing blow. Right across the top of the head. My God, Hook goes down. But it was enough to stun him. And Davari, whoa. Surrounded by cash. That's where these guys both want to be eventually in their careers, surrounded by cash. But not quite like this. Well, Davari just trying to use his wealth to buy the FTW championship, but Hook not making it easy. You hear the fans here in Daly's place in support of the cold-hearted handsome devil. Great counter by Hook. Oh boy, they ran into that one though. Well, Davari's a good hand. Look how quick Hook was that time. And Hook brings him Ducky in with down. the red rum. Davari. Oh, he's got it. Nowhere to go. The Hooks are in, so to speak. Move this match by submission, and still the FTW champion, Hook. And Davari finally goes out as Hook successfully defends the FTW championship here tonight on Rampage. Very exciting outing uh, to see how far Hook has progressed. He continues to progress. He has a brilliant future in my estimation. Oh, 
Jeeves can't go to sleep. 99 Jeeves. I've never said that on television before. Well, a lot of things we haven't said before, but he is going 99. Anybody else want to go 99? And Hook taking care of the Trust Busters here tonight. PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.